Welcome to the Barry Trammell Show here on SelloutCrowd.com. And today we have a very special guest on a very special week. The University of Cincinnati opens its Big 12 Conference history Saturday at historic Nippert Stadium. They're hosting the Sooners. Fox's big noon kickoff will be there. And we are joined by UC Athletic Director John Cunningham, who has shepherded the Bearcats through this transition into the Big 12. John, welcome to the show. Very great to be on with you, and I appreciate the opportunity. Yeah, Louis, uh, tell us a little bit about the revelry. Now, admittedly, Cincinnati uh, lost uh, to Miami, Ohio, uh, historic rivalry. You guys lost in overtime uh, on Saturday night, took a little air out of the balloon, but still there's got to be a lot of revelry over UC's first game as a conference member. Yeah, there is. You know, I had a coach tell me one time that losing is an occupational hazard of what we do, and uh, that could be the case. So we we felt that we, uh, you know, we had our opportunities in that game to really to really set this thing up to be three and zero heading into this game. But um, you know, it didn't happen. We're we're two and one. I think we've got a really good a really good team, uh, one of the best offensive teams in the country right now uh, for the Bearcats, and we just are so excited to have Oklahoma come into uh, Nippert Stadium, historic Nippert Stadium. We're going to celebrate 100 years of Nippert Stadium next year. And so I, I think it's a, a great way to kick off the Big 12 with the historic program uh, that is the, the Oklahoma Sooners coming in. When Let's go back to a few months ago. The Big 12 schedule comes out. Cincinnati's Big 12 opener is going to be a home game against Oklahoma. Your Sooners are headed out of the conference. Uh, your one and only shot at a conference game against Oklahoma. How excited was UC to have Oklahoma as the as the Big 12 opener? It, w- it was the perfect opener for us. I mean, obviously, to, to catch one of those two teams, you know, Texas or Oklahoma, uh, before they before they left the conference was was really important. Um, and to get that that game at home to open it up, you know, it's going to be great weather here. Um, you know, in Cincinnati, it's a great time to play a football game. And, uh, yeah, it, it, it means a lot to our fans. And, and ticket sales, obviously, this is going to be the, the hottest ticket in town. Um, maybe not quite what uh, Taylor Swift was when she was in town a few weeks ago, but it's pretty darn close. And so I've, I've told uh, our donors they got to get on it, and they, they have. And, and uh, if anybody's asking for tickets right now, they're going to be out of luck because uh, – it's going to be a packed house and, and really excited. And then you get, you, you know, you throw in Fox and Big Noon on top of that. And, and um, it's just one of those moments where you get to highlight your, your university and be on that national stage. And, and um, I expect that we're going to perform well, um, you know, in terms of the atmosphere as well as in terms of how our, our team plays. Of course, you guys were gracious enough to host me. I came up uh, in April and uh, spent a couple of days on the Cincinnati campus. was so impressed. The layout, as much as anything, the way you've got Nippert packed right into the middle of everything at the bottom of the hill. Um, what kind of uh, what kind of atmosphere do you expect uh, out of your uh, out of your fans? What kind of setup? What kind of special accommodations? Where the heck are you going to put the big noon kickoff, guys? Yeah, you know, it's a unique setup for us. The, like you said, our, our Nippert Stadium is in the middle of our campus. Um, it is an urban campus, uh, but it has a campus feel, so you get a little bit of both worlds there. Uh, but, you know, in order for our, our students to get around to class and things like that, they, they literally walk 
in and around our, our football stadium. So it's open to our student body all day, every day, except for, you know, those times where we're playing a game or, or we have a closed practice. And so it's just, you know, it, it, that makes it really unique. Uh, but it is a great, actually a great setup for the type of thing that will happen with, with Big Noon. You know, we had college game day here um, and we've got a, a, a big commons area that just is right uh, adjacent to the stadium. And so that's where we'll have Big Noon set up. Um, and, you know, we've got that that area. And then, and then just a little bit of a walk away is what we call the grid. And that's where we have all of our tailgating. Um, and so that that's a great spot as well. So it's it's a really unique atmosphere, but we make it work. And, and I, I think it's uh, it's it's one of the best college football experiences that you can have is to come to historic Nippert Stadium. For all you fans making the trip, tell us tell us a little bit about what makes Nippert so unique, what you guys have done to uh, to renovate it over the years. Uh, I know you've had a, a massive uh, facilities upgrade um, in the last four or five years. Tell us a little bit about what makes Nippert so special. Yeah, it's that combination of old and new that that it, we've really done a nice job pulling together. Um, so it, it it has that old feel. It's got a, a few of our classic buildings. This is an architectural school. And so you have a few of the classic buildings that surround Nippert. And then you have some of our new buildings that surround Nippert. I'm, I'm, right now I'm in uh, Lindner. Uh, building, which is adjacent also to our, our football stadium. And you'll see that anytime you see Nippert Stadium, you'll see this beautiful uh, this beautiful white building that has these diamond-shaped windows that you can see in the background here. Um, and that's that's right next to Nippert. And so that's kind of a cool little touch. Again, um, it's, a, it's a famous architectural building that was built um, to go right next to the stadium. And then, and then the, the great thing is that we've been able to just use our footprint and expand our footprint to welcome in our fans. So we actually have inside of our footprint, uh, when you walk in through the gates and you scan your ticket, um, you have access to our basketball arena. If you want to go in there, use the restroom, grab some concessions, that, that, that's available. And then we have access to our student union as well, what we call the TUC building. Uh, so we have concessions and bathrooms in there and places to hang out and TVs going, showing the game. Um, so it, it's just this, this, this unique setup that we have that, that makes it special. But in terms of the atmosphere, I mean, it's, it's going to be 40,000 strong and it's tucked in. It's going to be loud as heck. And um, you really feel like the fans are on top of you when you're in Nippert. That's what makes it special. Now, John, I have to I have to upbraid you. you. You were misleading the people a little bit. There are no gates at Nippert Stadium. The gates you're referring to are they're portable. They're like uh, you know just suggestions as much as anything. There are no gates at at this. That, and when I came, I found it difficult to describe because we really don't have anything like this in in uh, Big Twelve territory. But you talked about the basketball stadium, the student union. They literally are like. 50 feet from the uh, maybe 75 feet from the, from the stadium itself. So it is an incredible, incredible, unique experience. Um, I think uh, the uh, just the, uh, the, the game atmosphere, the, uh, the snake pit that Nippert has become, uh, how difficult was that to build? Was that a, is, has that always been the case or has that been just a product of the recent success? Where did that great game day atmosphere come from? Yeah, I think it's been built over the last 20 years. It's, it's interesting to talk to our older fans uh, about what Nippert Stadium was like, you know, 30 years ago. 
when our basketball team under Bob Huggins was rolling, it was all about it was all about hoops at that time, and, and the atmosphere in Nippert was not there. And so, in order to get a basketball ticket, you had to buy a season ticket in football. That's how that's how that worked for a while uh, back in the '90s. And, and people would show up, and they would say they'd have their cooler of beer. I don't know if that's true or not, um, but they, they'd say they'd just show up and sit wherever they wanted to, that type of thing. That is not the case anymore. I mean, we are sold out, packed house, standing room only type of situation. Um, and it, it has that really special feel now. So I, I think it, w- what happened is over the last 20 years, we're one of the most successful football programs in the country, um, especially just in, in terms of wins and losses and what we've been able to do in the, the tradition of great coaching and the great players that have come through here. Um, you know, that has built this incredible atmosphere. We're also a, a really big university. I don't think people understand, you know, we're, we're over 50,000 students um, on three different campuses this year for the first time and it's growing we're one of the few schools that that continues to grow over the last few years and so um, you know our student section is as strong as anywhere in the country and it is a hot ticket it is hard to get a ticket as a student into nippert we we pack them we uh we, we make sure that they're all jammed in there uh so that we get as many of them in there as possible but there's a lot of students that don't have a chance to uh have that every every game ticket so uh that's that's one of our issues but it's a good issue to have John, you mentioned the uh, the uh, basketball tradition, which is well chronicled, going back to to Oscar Robertson and and uh, beyond Oscar. But when when you think about Cincinnati, you think about it as a pro town, and if, when you think about the colleges, you think about the college basketball. How difficult and 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 what has led to the success has it been to build a, to carve out a football niche in an NFL city? Yeah, well, I, I would start with Ohio. Such a such a big football state, obviously, and the high school football in Ohio is so important to the culture of of this entire state. And so, you do have the recruiting base right there in your backyard. And I and I think what it took was um, the right coaches kind of stacked stacked on top of each other to recognize um, how you could how you could win here was just really recruiting Ohio, really recruiting that 300 mile radius of, of Cincinnati and understanding that. And then, you know, you, you, you start to build on that momentum. And we talk about wanting um, one, one of our key action items for our athletics department is let's be Cincinnati. Let's be Cincinnati, because I think the city itself can define who we are as an athletic department. It's it's a tough, gritty city, but it's a city that when you love it, it'll love you back tenfold. And, uh, you know, we wear Cincinnati across our chest and that means something to this town. And it's a very it's a very loyal fan base. They've been loyal to their pro sports teams for a long, long time. And um, so many people are connected to this university um, as big as we are in the heart of this city, that we, it's not hard to get a fan base that's really, really loyal to the Bearcats. And, and um, it's just grown over time. But um, we've got it rolling right now. John, let's go back a little bit. Um, you became athletic director in 2019, but uh, before that even, Cincinnati football was was very successful. Uh, a variety of coaches, people know well, Mark D'Antoni, the, uh, Brian Kelly's, uh, Butch Jones, lots of lots of success. You were in a what was considered a power conference, the Big East. Cincinnati goes to, to two major bowl games, an Orange Bowl, a Sugar Bowl. Um, then the Big East fell apart. And you guys were outside of that power structure for a while. How difficult was that? 
to uh, to navigate back. You saw some of this from afar. You joined in 2019, tried to uh, tried to uh, finish the job. But how difficult was that for Cincinnati to to get inside the uh, the cool kids club and then uh, have to try to get back? Yeah, it, it, you know, it created scar tissue for our, our fan base, to be honest. Um, you know, it, it, that that was a, a brutal time uh, to have that shift occur and, and to not not be in that that power conference when you felt like a power conference level school. And we've always felt like that was our identity. We, we say that we outperform our resources and, and continue to do that even after uh, the Big East uh, situation. And, and the American was a great landing spot for us. Don't get me wrong. It allowed us to continue to grow That's a great conference. Um, great teams, and we were able to obviously, you know, do some special things in that conference that, that you know, when, if and when there was ever an opportunity, we were going to be ready, and that opportunity occurred when, when Texas and Oklahoma um, decided not to, not to renew their, their grant of rights. And then it was just a matter of just, you know, hitting it at the right time and, you know, give so much credit to Coach Fickle, uh, so many, so much credit to our president and, and our board of directors and, and all of our our donors that saw the vision of, you know, if we continue to invest, speculatively invest, that if and when it happened, we were going to be ready and we were going to get that call. And we did. So, um, you know, right place, right time, this this go around. And, and that means a lot to our fans, probably more to our fan base than than uh, to a lot of others because of what happened in the Big East. When you, you come to Cincinnati as AD in twenty nineteen. What did you like about uh, about the potential of UC? What was going on? What you saw could be done? What did you like about Cincinnati when you got there in 2019? I loved I loved the success in uh, football and basketball specifically. You know, when you looked at the number of bowl games, the number of NCAA tournament appearances uh, that we had stacked up, you know, not, not many schools in the country were, were doing it at that level. And so the potential was always there. Um, in those sports and those sports, you know, that those, those, those revenue sports drive everything else and they make everything else easy when you're, when you're successful, um, specifically in men's basketball and football, but you know, also women's basketball, when you're successful in those sports, um, every other sport benefits and everything becomes a little bit easier. So that was what, that was obviously what I, I looked at immediately. But, uh, for me, the other, the other piece of the puzzle was the leadership and, uh, president Neville Pinto, um, in, in that relationship for a young AD or any AD with your president and having alignment, president, board, um, and athletics department is so crucial. And we've been able to really build that alignment and have have the vision that we were going to be um, a really successful athletics department. So we're, we're going to do that now in the Big 12. Of course, you get there in 2019. Um, Luke Fickle produces uh, some really good teams. 21. You guys go to Notre Dame and win. You're on the radar. You finish off the job. You make the college football playoff. You you spanned a lot of horizons when you when you made the playoff, um, not just for Cincinnati, but for people in a lot of different situations. And in, in you sort of opened up the uh, the idea that this was not necessarily a closed society. Two questions: How important was making that playoff in 21 for Cincinnati? And how important do you think it was for college football? I think obviously important for Cincinnati um, and, and, and I think really important for college football as well. But, you know, I, when we got here, we, uh, we had a great season, ended up going to the Peach Bowl during COVID uh, year. 
and um, played Georgia in the Peach Bowl and and had where we were right there with Georgia the whole game. And then and then we came back the next year with all the expectations on our shoulders, um, and we were able to to have a great year and um, you know have that really special year and end up going to the college football playoff. Um, so I always felt like it was a two-year process probably for a team to crack the code. Kind of needed to set yourself up going into the, the next year as a top 10 uh, preseason program. And then you have to live up to all the, all the hype. And that's a hard thing to do. And we were able to do that. Um, but I, I do think it was important for everybody else. You know, I mean, we, we saw what Tulane did last year and, and we've seen others. And, and there's so many good football players and so many good teams and well-coached teams. And, and you're seeing it again this year. Um, week in and week out, you don't know who's going to step up and win a game. And, and um, I think that the transfer portal can play in to enhancing those teams that are your traditional powers. But I think it also can play into really enhancing some of those other non-Power 5 programs that, that can end up having great players and great quarterbacks and receivers and, and doing some special things. So um, I, I suspect that we'll continue to see upsets and continue to see some of those teams rise up. Another, of course, another beneficiary of Cincinnati's playoff push was the uh, was the Big Twelve. You guys accept the invitation in September of twenty one. Uh, in December of twenty one, you're invited to the college football playoff. Big Twelve status uh, takes a big leap because of that. How do you see Cincinnati's uh, role and and position uh, in as as you enter the Big Twelve in terms of how competitive you'll be? Uh, how comp- uh, how much more needs to be done, those kinds of things. Where do you fit into this new look Big 12? Well, on the football side, I, I think we'll we'll be there right away. I really believe that. Um, you know, I, I think that we, under Coach Satterfield, um, his recruiting and, and how he looks at things and, and how we're doing there, you know, a lot of it is about making sure you have the talent. We have the talent, um, and we're going to continue to to have this great footprint of of talent in, in and around Ohio um, that we can build off of. So, you know, I feel really confident there. And, and um, you know, I think we'll have a we'll have a style all our own um, when it comes to the Big 12. I think we're going to, like I said, I think the city defines us a little bit. We're going to be a little bit grittier, a little bit tougher. We always talk about maybe we can just be the toughest team in the Big 12. And I think that you're going to see some of that. Um, and so that, that kind of then percolates amongst all of our sports. And, you know, we probably have more work to do in our Olymp- some of our Olympic sports uh, than we do in, um, you know, football, men's basketball right now, in my opinion. So we, we, we've got to focus there. We've got to focus in on, on supporting our baseball program and our volleyball program and our women's basketball program. Um, and so there's probably some growth that, that we need to do there. We also have a brand new facility that, that is under construction. And uh, so we're going to open up a, a brand new football performance center and indoor facility here and that's probably the the last piece of the puzzle that we really needed in terms of of facilities that we didn't have and so to to have that underway and have that coming online soon is is going to be really important too of course you guys uh accept the invitation to uh to join the big 12 you're you're on the eve of uh of starting play as the new conference member and all of a sudden here comes four new members you guys aren't even going to be the new kids on the block by next uh by next season how did you view all the uh, all the drama and all the intrigue and all the rumors of, of the four Pac-12 schools potentially coming in? And then when they did come in, what what's uh, what's Cincinnati's uh, stance on now being in a league that stretches from Tucson, Arizona 
to uh, Morgantown, West Virginia. Yeah, I mean, to be perfectly honest, I don't, I don't know if the Pac-12 going away is good for, for college sports. But I know that it's good for the Big 12 and it's good to be in the Big 12 and on the right side of it. Because you talked about the Big East and, and when we ended up on the wrong side of that equation. And so for us specifically, um, I cannot give more credit than, I, than, than is possible to Brett Yormark and his vision um, to get out and, and get that television deal done, um, you know, ahead of the market. It was it was crucial. We needed to have that happen. And, and then, you know, we're obviously very excited about those four schools. It makes our conference better. It makes our conference better now. It makes our conference better in six and a half years when we go back out to the market for another television rights deal. And so that is the name of the game. And so, you know, I'm, I'm really I'm really happy about those four schools joining, obviously. And, and we're just going to be a we're going to be a really solid conference, unbelievable basketball, the best basketball in the country, I think, uh, without question for a long time. And the football product is going to be absolutely awesome with with those schools coming in. So um, we're going to be set up for a long time. And, and obviously, we, we feel really good about being in this league and under the leadership of, of Commissioner Yormark. What are some of the challenges in a league across three and – Count Arizona is sort of a halfway status, four time zones and the, the scheduling, the uh, the uh, camaraderie, those issues. How do you make sure all that fits together and what and what kind of what kind of talk have you guys made about uh, how to set up a schedule for going forward? You know, I think it's it's uh, team dependent and sport dependent a lot. You know, when you when you um, when you charter like we do in, in football, men's and women's basketball, it's a lot easier to get get to places and get in and out. Um, but when you don't charter and you're getting on a commercial flight and your baseball team's getting on a commercial flight or your volleyball team, um, you may have a layover here to get out to the west side of the country. Um, you just got to be more strategic about how you schedule those. And so I think that, that that's really been the conversation right now that we're having is about, you know, the, the best way um, that we can that we can play conference games in some of those other sports and be really strategic about it. Think about the student athlete experience um, and, and the travel and the toll that travel takes on the student athlete. And so I, I you know, we're, we're starting those conversations and, and we've got the right people at the table and there's some experts in that space that can really help us with those schedules that are helping us. And so we'll figure out a, a, a way to do that. Um, but overall, we're, we're going to take care of our student athletes and, and uh, we're going to make sure that they, that they, they have great experience and it's, it's, it's always good to, to go to new places and experience new things and, and, and going out West is going to be, is going to be a lot of fun too. Speaking of new things, the, the Oklahoma Sooners probably absolutely fit that description for the Cincinnati Bearcats. They don't fit that description for John Cunningham. Now people may not know, John, you grew up in Lincoln, Nebraska, and uh, you're a little young to have uh, to have experienced the glory days of the '70s, but you got some of the '80s and then into the '90s of the OU Nebraska rivalry. Uh, as a as a Lincoln native, what do you remember about, about the uh, the Oklahoma legacy as it relates to the Huskers? Well, I'll, I'll start in the '70s, and it, and it might have been before my time just a little bit, but um, I don't know how many times I've seen the Johnny Rogers punt return, and it's the greatest single call in the history of of college football in my mind, which is the, uh, the radio 
um, person for Nebraska saying, man, woman, and child, did that put them in the aisles? And I'll never forget that. I think it's the greatest call in the history of the game. And so um, it gives me chills just talking about it. But for me, um, those those games, um, having, having grown up in the 80s in, in Nebraska, going to watch, you know, Keith Jackson and, and um, some of those great uh, football players for Oklahoma and, um, you know, Barry Switzer and, and the difference between Barry Switzer and Tom Osborne that just created this this great uh, dichotomy there. And, and um, you know, I, I lived and died by those by those games and had so much respect for Oklahoma. Everybody in Nebraska had so much respect for Oklahoma and those teams and those rivalries. So um, it means a lot to me. Um, you know, I, I, I grew up watching those games. So this, this is really special to, to be able to play the Sooners in, in Nippert as an athletic director at Cincinnati. And then, of course, you you actually attended TCU, which was not a Big 12 member at the time, but uh, certainly is now a proud member and followed you into the playoff uh, in 2022. So uh, do you feel like you're sort of uniquely, uh, not qualified, but uniquely set up to, to know this new conference that you're in? Because you grew up in Big 8 territory. You, you attended a school that's now in the Big 12. You, you sort of, for a guy that's you know, at Cincinnati Athletic Director, you've got a lot of experiences that sort of put you in tune with a lot of the Big 12 culture. Yeah, I, I think so. So I, I went to TCU, my wife went to TCU, and then I went back and worked there for five years as well. Um, right right around that time, in fact, it was the five years that Andy Dalton was the was the quarterback and they had great success um, in the Mountain West Conference and went won the Rose Bowl um, that year. So I, I do feel like, you know, having nine years in Texas, um, I, I do feel like I have a really good understanding of what the Big 12 is all about. And um, it's, it's you know, just great football, great fan bases, and uh, can't, can't be more excited about having the Bearcats get a chance uh, to join in on that. Our, our, our fans will, will travel in droves to some of those new locations. We're taking a big, a big group out to Oklahoma State this year. Um, and then obviously come basketball season, we're, we're doing a lot of special things. We've got to, we're going to take an extra uh, plane out to Lawrence, Kansas and, and go watch uh, the Bearcats play at, at Fog Allen. And, um, you know, we, we have somebody over my, my shoulder here in Oscar that um, has the all time uh, record for points scored in, in Fog Allen, I believe in some 52 or something like that. So um, there's a lot of history there and, and our fans will eat that up. Well, this has been fantastic, John. Uh, I can tell you the people of Oklahoma are fired up about the Bearcats being in there. Looking forward Sooners for this one trip to Nippert and then the Cowboys in the years to come. I certainly enjoyed my trip there. You guys were fantastic hosts. I learned a lot. Uh, circled the date back then. Hey, I'm going to be back at Nippert uh, come September. Can't wait to see uh, the Sooner fans uh, get a taste uh, of of an urban setting, of a stadium that's been called the Wrigley Field of college football. I can certainly see why. I think it's going to be a great day in Cincinnati on Saturday. And uh, we certainly appreciate you joining us uh, today. And uh, good luck uh, to the Bearcats. Well, thank you very much. Excited to have the Sooner fans here. Make sure they try some Skyline Chili. And uh, they'll, they'll really enjoy the experience in Nippert. I promise that. Thanks a lot. John Cunningham, right. University of Cincinnati athletic director hey that's going to do it for this show but uh we'll be here every week and you can get this uh, you can get this show on uh from sell that crowd here at uh, all the places you get your podcasts youtube spotify itunes 
anywhere that you get it. And uh, also continue to join us here at Sellout Crowd. I will be back next week. See you then. <laughs>